Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to Confessions of a New Grad. This podcast is an ongoing story, so I'd recommend listening to the previous episodes before starting this one. Chapter 6. The Breakup You know how in movies they cut from one scene to the next, skipping over how the characters get there and the uneventful and sometimes awkward moments in between? I wish real life was like that. Both Tyler and I knew we were about to have a dramatic conversation, but we also knew that we were not going to have it in a room full of election workers or in an empty, echoing mall. And so we walked, in silence, toward his car. It was odd walking next to someone, and yet feeling so alone. I missed the crowds of excitable voters, the shouts of the elections officers, the room full of people. So how was your election day? Tyler asked, finally breaking the silence as we stepped out of the mall and into the parking lot. The last thing I wanted to do was make small talk with him, but doing so was easier than drowning in deafening silence. So I said something nonchalant, And he responded, and soon, we were having what almost looked like an actual conversation. We even started bonding over mutual frustrations and funny stories by the time we got into his car. But then our half-hearted laughter melted away, and we were, again, in silence. So, I started, having no idea where we should begin, and also feeling that I didn't want to have this conversation in the parking lot of Park Royal. Should we drive somewhere? He suggested. I agreed. We tried to talk more about the election as we drove. At least, I think we did. I actually don't have any memory of driving from the mall to a spot on the curb near some houses very close to Tyler's. All I remember is the moment he turned the engine off because that's when the silence returned. We were breaking up. I knew that. I wanted to, but for some reason I couldn't say it. And I don't know why. Maybe I'm a coward. Maybe there was some small part of my ego that wanted to hear him say that he had fucked up because he had. Maybe I wanted him to tell me he wanted me back, even though I had no intention of going back to him. Whatever the reason, no noise came out of my mouth. I regret my silence now because me being unable to say that we were over meant that he was the one who did. Brooklyn, I'm breaking up with you, he said, firmly, 
as though he thought I was going to argue or beg to have him back or something. I was an English major. Maybe I analyzed too much, but the fact that he said, Brooklyn, I'm breaking up with you, rather than we should break up, irritated me. Swallowing all the retorts I was longing to throw back at him, I replied, yeah, I think we should. I couldn't help but throw the word we in there just to remind him that there were two people involved in this relationship. You just have a lot of issues, he continued. I stared at him, wondering if he was genuinely trying to get me to punch him in the face. You're just so unstable. You never listen to me. Why can't you just grow up and admit that you should be a teacher? You never get your hair cut or buy new clothes. You forget to turn the lights off sometimes. You leave water glasses on the table. I was too torn between exhaustion and anger to objectively consider whether his criticisms were valid or not. You sleep too much? Okay, that one was fair. About a year before... I had discovered that I had anemia, and iron supplements had greatly helped the problem, but lately I had fallen back into my old oversleeping patterns. And then there's your family. That one was too far. How is my family a flaw? Well, your dad seems fine, but your mom has so many issues. My dad just left her, I shouted. I know, but she's not dealing with it particularly. Shut the fuck up, Tyler. I agree that we should break up. I don't need reasons. Can you drive me to Gemma's now, please? But if I don't tell you everything that's wrong with you, how are you going to improve? It was clear that he really thought he was doing a good deed right now, which increased my desire to punch him in the face. That's not really your problem, I pointed out. I'd still like to help, he began, but I had had enough. I didn't ask for a report on all my flaws, Tyler, and the fact that my parents are separated is not a fucking flaw on my part or theirs. But shut up! There was a pause, but Tyler wasn't done. His chest was heaving with anger now. You've been texting Apollo for weeks. How is it supposed to make me feel? I squirmed in my chair. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. It wasn't fair. Silence washed over us again. Finally, I extended an olive branch. It was a good two years, Ty. Let's just end it on a good note. His eyes narrowed, and he looked like he had more to say, but instead he just turned on the engine. Actually, I said, remembering something as we made our way onto his street. Could I grab my wallet and makeup bag from your house? I forgot them when I left yesterday. Sure, he said, his voice softening. I need to go pee anyway. He pulled into his driveway. Maybe it was the romantic in me, but I couldn't stand the way things were ending. Tyler, regardless of what's happening right now, I just want you to know. I know, he said. We looked at each other, memories of the past two years splashing across each other's faces. He pushed a tear gently off my cheek. I hadn't even noticed that I was crying. And then 
We were kissing. And I felt at peace. This was how things were supposed to end. But then his tongue pushed its way into my mouth and his hands groped under my pants and shirt. I knew what he was trying to do, but I didn't want to do that with him ever again. Not wanting to ruin the peace, though, I gently pushed him away. What's wrong? He asked. I just don't want to. Why? I'm just too sad, I said. Even though this wasn't true, that wasn't the reason why I didn't want to sleep with him. I didn't really know what the reason was. I was too tired to point out the fact that I shouldn't need a reason. Okay, he said, giving me a flirty smile. Maybe later. Later? Was he insane? Why would I want to sleep with someone who had just spent half an hour insulting me? I really wanted my wallet, though, so I gave him a reluctant smile back, and he hopped out of the car and walked toward his house. I started to feel like something was wrong after about 15 minutes. What was taking him so long? When he finally emerged from the dark house, his demeanor was different. He walked back to the car rigidly and sat down in the driver's seat without looking at me. My parents don't think it's a good idea for me to drive you to Lions Bay tonight. I frowned at him. Why? Because I've been working all day and I'm tired and it wouldn't be safe for me to drive out to Lions Bay in the dark. But you said you would. My last chance to get to Lions Bay was the bus that left like two hours ago. I wouldn't have stayed if I knew you were going to leave me stranded in West Van. Don't be so dramatic, you're not stranded. Was this because I wouldn't sleep with him? Or had his parents really told him not to drive me? How am I supposed to get home then? I asked. He shrugged. I don't know. I opened my mouth, but no sound came out. You could go to Breeze, he suggested. It's closer, and the buses to North Van run later than the ones that go to Lions Bay. I didn't answer him, but picked up my phone and called Bree a few times. Tyler watched me, wooden from the front seat, but Bree didn't pick up. She didn't even know that Tyler and I had broken up yet. No one did except Gemma. She's not answering, I said. He shrugged unhelpfully. It was clear that he was tired and this whole thing was an inconvenience to him. Tears began spilling out of my eyes again. I was feeling so many emotions. It felt like they had clogged my brain, rendering me unable to speak and, for the second time in two days, incapable of rational thought. Looking back, it's clear to see that I was not actually stranded in West Van. I could have called a cab. It would have made working the election basically pointless because my entire paycheck would have gone into the cab fare to and from, but I could have done it. But in that moment, I really couldn't think of a way to get to Lions Bay. And so I called Gemma, because I knew she would tell me what to do. She mercifully answered and said, Don't worry, I'm coming. For the second time in 24 hours, I was in the front seat of Gemma's car, watching the windshield wipers fight off an incessant mist of rain. 
Having brushed off my apologies for getting her to brave the Sea to Sky Highway after dark for the second night in a row, Gemma asked, So, do you want to talk about it? No. I thought I meant this, but as Gemma frowned, trying to think of a different topic of conversation, I burst out, Tyler's just such a fucking asshole. And so began my rant. I told her what had happened, adding in venomous insults and interior monologues whenever possible. It probably wasn't exactly fun for her to listen to, but she was the perfect audience, agreeing with everything I said, and whenever she got a chance to speak, which wasn't often, lamenting the fact that I had wasted almost two years of my life with such a loser. It felt great to be angry. But by the time we pulled off the rain-flecked highway and down the lane to Lion's Bay, my freight train of fury had run out of steam. Now that my breakup with Tyler was over, there was nothing to distract me from the fact that I had no plan. What was I going to do? I guess I'll have to call my mom in the morning and tell her I need to stay with her in Calgary for a bit, I said. That makes sense, Gemma said, sadly, but you're welcome to stay at my house as long as you need to. Thanks, I said. I would like to stay for a few days so I can say goodbye to everyone and get all my things from Tyler's. Oh, I forgot you'll have to do that, she groaned. We grimaced at each other. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What had I been thinking moving in with him? I was now going to have to bite my tongue and be nice to him in order to get all my things back. You definitely shouldn't go get your stuff alone, Gemma said. I'll go with you, or if I can't, I'm sure Lana or Bree can. I nodded. It was a little weird that she said that, especially since I hadn't told her about Tyler trying to hook up with me or that I suspected my rejecting him was part of the reason he had changed his mind about giving me a ride home. I didn't know why I had left that part out of the story, but I did know that a sick feeling of shame came over me every time I thought about it. Soon, Gemma and I were cuddled up together in her bed, and she was giving me a meaningful look. What's up? I asked her. You're definitely not getting back together with Tyler, right? I mimed, vomiting into her pillow. Never. 
Okay, because I really don't want to be that friend who talks shit about a boyfriend only to find out you guys get back together. Oh, please, talk shit. Talk all the shit. She considered me for a moment, trying to make sure, and then said, I'm so glad you broke up with him, Brooklyn. So, you're saying you didn't like him? I grinned. She took a moment to think about this. I liked him at first, but recently, or I don't know, maybe not that recently, he started, it's like he changed, or I've just been getting these bad vibes, but he never did anything in front of me that would justify my saying anything to you about it, you know? Yeah, I think I do know, I said slowly. In the beginning, or actually for like the first year, he was so... Awesome, Gemma said. I remember how you used to tell me about how you two would stay up super late just talking about life, and how he was always doing these sweet little things for you. Like, remember when you got sick during your uh, teaching practicum, and you were getting like three hours of sleep a night because you were so busy, and you were on your period, and just generally pissed at the world, and we were studying together, and he came by with a care package of tea and hot chocolate, and had this whole speech about how incredible you were, and how you were going to make an amazing teacher. Yeah, I smiled. He used to, like, support me. Maybe that was just because it was teaching, though, Gemma said wisely. He was always on board with that. That's true, I said. I wonder when he stopped being supportive. I thought about this. About eight or nine months ago, he just started being super... I'm not really sure what the word is. Selfish? Inattentive? It's so hard to pinpoint specifics. I remember he started getting really mad about driving me places. Driving you places? He never drove you places. I know, we were always on campus or taking the bus, but he was really upset because we planned this hike and I asked him to drive. But how were you supposed to get to a mountain if you didn't drive? I don't know. I didn't understand why it was such an issue for him, but when we were on our way back from the hike, he tried to make me feel so guilty for asking him to drive. He kept saying that I was being really high maintenance, which I don't know, maybe I was. Brooklyn, I drive you around more than Tyler does, and I don't find it to be high maintenance at all. Including the last two nights? I asked, jokingly. That was an emergency, but I meant like, in general. I drive you around way more than him, but it's not an issue. I have access to a car. If we're going somewhere together, like for a hike or whatever. Of course I'm going to give you a ride. I'm going to the same place as you. What was Tyler suggesting? He drive himself while you take the bus to a mountain. Well, that's what was weird because we were meeting Lana and her boyfriend Chris there. And Chris didn't seem to mind driving Lana. Of course not. He's her boyfriend. They were going to the same place. Why was Tyler being such an ass? I don't know. But anyway, this argument he and I were having in the car on the way home led to him saying the strangest thing. I remember it really well because it was such an odd thing to say. 
What was it? He said he was tired of trying with me. What? Yeah, he said that with his graduation coming up and finals and everything, he just didn't have the time or energy to try anymore. What does that even mean? I don't know. I remember being super confused and asking him to clarify, but he didn't really make much sense. He just said that dating me was a lot of effort and he needed me to understand that he couldn't put in that much work anymore. Dude, you're like the lowest maintenance girl I know. Tyler's delusional. What did he ever have to do for you? You do your own thing. You have your own money. He never paid for anything for you. You take care of yourself. You have your own friends. And you're not the type of girl who asks for, quote, high-maintenance things. Trust me, I went to school with girls who dated guys who bought them Chanel purses and drove them everywhere in Lamborghinis. And as for Tyler giving you rides, it would be one thing if you were demanding that he pick you up from working at the bar every night or if you asked him to drive us from campus to clubs downtown every Friday, but you never did that. Yeah, I don't know. That's why I was confused because... I really never asked him for anything. He was big into giving gifts, but I thought he knew I never cared about that stuff. But when we were in the car, what upset me was that it sounded like he was saying he wasn't going to do anything for me, like no effort whatsoever, which if you're in a relationship with someone, it's normal to expect some effort, right? Like I was putting an effort to be with him. That's bizarre. Yeah, and after that conversation, that's when things started to change. He still bought me gifts, but he stopped doing the stuff that I actually cared about, like listening to me. I remember so many times when I just needed to talk to him about life or whatever, and he would straight up say that he was too tired or stressed to have a conversation. Gemma shook her head. It almost sounds like he had been pretending to be a different person. It's as if he knew when he met you that you wanted someone who was attentive and caring and like a feminist, but that wasn't really who he was. I frowned at her. Do you think he just acted that way to get me to fall in love with him? Kinda seems like it. It kinda does. I remember during that conversation in the car, he just kept telling me how exhausting it was to date me and I took that personally because he kept telling me that I was being high maintenance, but maybe what he meant was that it was exhausting acting like someone he wasn't. That would be exhausting, Gemma said. Imagine pretending to be someone else for over a year. But that's fucked up because I was being myself. Yeah, because you have the confidence to know that someone will love you for who you really are. But apparently I'm stupid enough to be tricked into falling in love with someone who never even existed. Ah, Brooklyn. Don't beat yourself up about that. I don't even think that Tyler knew what he was doing. So how could you have? Honestly, everything that Tyler's done and said to you, it isn't about you. That doesn't mean that I can't hurt your feelings, but I really think he just hates himself and has been taking it out on you. I wanted to believe what she was saying, 
but also didn't think it was fair to put all the blame for what had happened on Tyler. There had been two of us involved. I must have done some things to cause this. I knew I could be selfish, self-centered, lazy, and sometimes a little inconsiderate. But apart from my oversleeping, Tyler hadn't mentioned any of these actual flaws. Instead, he'd fixated on my not being stable and critiquing my appearance. I don't know what the truth is, I told Gemma, but I think you're right in that he was pretending or acting or whatever from the beginning of our relationship. Either that or he's gone to a very dark place and has turned into an asshole, Gemma said. But if that were the case, your conversation with him in that car makes no sense. Yeah, I clenched the bed covers. Are you okay? No, I'm mad. If that's true, if he basically just tricked me into dating him, I'm pissed off. I don't think it was all a trick, she said gently. I know he loved you. I could see that. I think he still does. But what does that matter if he treated me like shit? Gemma frowned. I guess it doesn't matter. It's weird, though, because we're taught to fight and forgive for love, but maybe it's not enough. Not if the person you're in love with starts to use it as an excuse to hurt you. Exactly, like, I love you, Gemma. And you can definitely get away with some shit when it comes to me, but if you ever try to, I don't know, like, murder my dog or something, it might be over. I would never murder a dog, Gemma cried. But that would be the type of thing that would be easy to justify. Like, if I asked you why you were no longer friends with me, you could say, you murdered my dog, and I'd be like, fair enough. But... I think it was harder for you to call Tyler out on what he did because it was just so sneaky. It was these little jibes and put-downs, the types of instances that, if you look at them in isolation, it's easy to forgive someone you love for doing them. They only make sense once you stack them up on top of each other, and doing that takes time. Yeah, and it's confusing because... When it first started, I forgave everything he did. And then, once I started to see a pattern, it was hard to remember specifics, and I also didn't want to believe what was happening. No one wants to believe that the person they love is being mean to them, Gemma said, staring thoughtfully out the window. A chime sounded from my purse. Oh no, is Tyler texting you? I hope not, I said, reaching inside for my phone. Oh, it's from Apollo, Gemma said, grinning mischievously. Are you guys going to meet up? I laughed. That would be pretty despicable, Gem. I mean, Tyler and I broke up like an hour ago. Do you want to see Apollo, though? I considered for a moment. Yeah, but, but nothing. If you want to see him, see him. He clearly wants to see you. He's been trying for months. But I don't want to be one of those girls who hops from one guy to the next. Oh, who cares? She shrugged. Who cares what it looks like or what people might think? If you feel like seeing him, then see him. I smiled slyly at her. I do want to see him. 
So tell him he's so down. He would have kissed you at Pemberton if I hadn't cock-blocked. Wait, what? Brooklyn. She gave me a meaningful look. Do you not remember what happened at Pemberton? I mean, I know we kind of slid it under the rug because you were still dating Tyler and all, but now that Tyler's turned out to be a bit of a dud, I think we can acknowledge what happened. Dude, I shouldn't have done what I did at Pemberton. I would feel bad for Tyler if he hadn't just left you stranded in West Van for the second night in a row, but come on. I knew something was up at Pemberton. I bit my lip, looking into Gemma's eyes, remembering how clear and azure the sky had been in Pemberton three months ago, and how Chet Faker's voice had wafted seductively through the hot, heavy summer air. Thanks for listening to Confessions of a New Grad. If you want to find out what happens next, go ahead and click on the following episode. One through seven are out now. I'm so happy to be able to provide this podcast to you for free during this difficult time. If you're enjoying the show, please tell your friends, give us five stars and write a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. To everyone who's already done that, Thank you so much. It helps a lot. Confessions of a New Grad is written, narrated, and produced by me, Greta Craig. Our story editor is Rebecca Montgomery, and she created all of the amazing artwork for the project as well. You can follow the show on Instagram at newgradpodcast. Special thanks to all the amazing musicians who allowed us to use their songs in this production. You can find the soundtrack in our show notes. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.